This is Betty Collins, and we are Inspiring Women, presented by Bradyware. This is the podcast that advances women towards economic, social, and political achievement. I am here to inspire you to take steps to the next level in your career. Thanks for listening and investing your time in yourself. More about Inspiring Women in this episode can be found at bradyware.com slash resources. Okay, so today we're going to get really, really deep, and I'm going to start with this quote that you'll have to think about several times. So I wrote it um, from my perspective, but we'll start with the quote. We'll quote and we'll see what you think. Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt by William Shakespeare. So I'm feeling so like smart today, right? Because I have this big quote from William Shakespeare. But if Betty Collins was going to write this, it would be, doubts being traitors, ponder on that for a while, while losing out on what we could be or could have been, too afraid to even attempt. (laughs) So that's my breakdown of it all, right? I do want to talk about it, though. I don't want to be Debbie Downer today on silencing that self-doubt. That's why we're going to talk about your only competition is you. So we end on something very positive of how you, how you can deal with self-doubt, because it is self-infliction, by the way. Um, but a lot of it, you have to deal with the inner voices that feed it. You know, it's really, uh, you, should, you should be your only co- competitor. And, and sometimes you have to know what to do with those voices. So we're going to talk about that. You know, self-doubt is fed by the inner voice and, of course, self-afflicted, as I've said. And that means you then are the driver. You're the one that, that's making it go. And it can be really destructive if you listen. It can have no power over you, though, if you listen when it's correct and shut it down when it's wrong. But it's all an intentional choice and can only be made by you. If there's one struggle that I have had in life, it is probably self-doubt. The continual questioning that ends up paralyzing me for, you know, which results in me doing nothing or not going forward. So this podcast is personal today, which probably why it took me a while to write it and and it was harder to write. Maybe you're like, you know, most people, uh, there's very few people that, by the way, that don't have this, but they fear rejection or they just can't ask them. It may come down to you just not feeling like you're enough. Possibly you yourself or as someone you could have been, or maybe you don't deserve um, the success in most areas of your life. And, And do you feel like you haven't lived up to your potential yet? Of course, I'm 56. I certainly hope I've had some lived up to some of my potential. But you get quite often discouraged by what you've accomplished in your life. Fun stuff, but I feel like we something we all need to face. So what do we do? The first step is you got to tackle the inner voice that is feeding and fueling your self-doubt. And you're the key to controlling that. So here are a few things that I came up with that have worked for me for sure in this area. You have to stay strong and be resilient even in the tough days and your rough times. You know what? Life is just not always easy and it's not always simple. Sorry. And it is true that life is like a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're going to get. So you've got to stay strong and be resilient. As my daughter, would, Erica, would say, cry about it, Mom. Um, and we laugh, but she's right. You've got to handle criticism and the negative people who lash out of you in a more kind of understanding and level-headed way. You know, we're all fortunate enough to have that one person, right? You know who they are, right? (laughs) Maybe you are that person. I don't know. But 
But when someone's really negative and critical, they can create a lot of self-doubt. And man, your inner voices will hash that over and over again, like all of their saying is true and all of it's right. And it's exhausting, especially when that happens around three in the morning. So instead of just believing everything that they say, or you can think they're crazy and ignore them, you got to handle that criticism by a quick assessment, like immediate, which means you have to realize it's there. But you have to get input from others sometimes, and then you either thank them for helping you see the light and you make a necessary changes to be battled because sometimes criticism is necessary in your life, or you just ignore them and smile and move on. You know, detox is sometimes necessary, but not always realistic in your life. Some of those people are around and, and maybe re- removing them just isn't an option. But generally negative, critical people, they also have self-esteem problems of their own, so they lash out at you to feel better. If they are in your life, remove them. And if it's not an option, be ready and take the wind out of their sail and be ready for the next time because it will happen again. So here's an example of this. I had a previous partner years ago who really always loved being critical and giving his opinion when not asked. And it was all the time. And there was never anything good and everyone cringed around him. I realized he was constantly defeating me. And then I would just constantly doubt that I could do what I do. And so one day, I just calmly said to him, you're done talking to me that way. And your biggest angst is, is that I'm not a shareholder, but I'm treated like one. And you crave to be respected as a shareholder, and you're not. And you are one. So don't talk to me that way. I'm respected, and you will be doing the same thing with me. I took the wind right out of his sail before he went into his long barrage of criticism. And after that point, he had a different way of talking to me. I I did think it through a little bit before I said it, but he got my message pretty quickly. Take the wind out of their sail or get them out of your life. But there are going to be people who who are critical. And sometimes, you know what? You You need criticize. Sometimes you do need to be told. But don't let it get to you. Don't let it. Don't hash it over at three in the morning every every time. You have to um, really stop dragging yourself down by always comparing yourself to other people in their lives. Oh yes, the comparison game, fun times. But generally, you're going to be the loser when it comes when you all you're doing is comparing yourself. So I guarantee if you were a fly on the wall in someone's house that you're comparing yourself to, you probably would see that they don't have a little perfect Facebook life. Your journeys is yours. Your goals are yours. Your pursuit of happiness is yours and on your terms. And, and it's not just on uh, coming up with someone else's life that you want to just put onto your life, Right. Just because they have whatever it is that you think is great or, or just that they are, it must be nice because that'll get you nowhere except a lot of conversations and inner voices talking about what you don't have and, and just, again, creating self-doubt. Give energy to, know, to no one but you. And the best thing you could do when you're comparing yourself is stop and maybe celebrate successes of those around you. We have lost that ability today. 
uh, success kind of is this bad thing sometimes, or it's like, well, it's not fair, and how are we going to balance that? I would tell you, envy is the first step to comparison, which always results then in that self-doubt. You got to become more assertive by simply saying no. We don't do that well, do we, ladies? But say no to things that are going to add to your self-doubt or take away confidence or take from you moving forward. Let go, say no, and have no regrets. Move on with it. And I've had to do that with different things in my life, and, and it's, there's sometimes just a huge relief when you do that, and it's, all, it's okay. Here's the fun one, and I'll talk about this, replacing perfectionism with healthier and happier habits. <laughs> they will probably help you get through things a lot better if you're not a perfectionist and it'll remove that anxiety and stress. Perfectionism to me, I think of, I got the A+. Did you need the A+. (laughs) Was it worth it? Did anybody care? Probably not, maybe. Being perfect just makes you tired. And self, at that point, self-doubt kicks in. And believe me, those inner voices are having a blast. They're just having a blast bringing you down about it. So something that I can relate to when I, back when I took the CPA exam, and I see it today, is you have to get a certain score in the CPA exam to pass. And the first time I took it, I, I passed tax. I never prepared a tax return in my life. So I thought, well, if I can do that and, and pass that, I mean, I can, I can get through this. And so I took, um, but I had to pass more than one part, so it didn't count. So I took it over again, took all four parts, and guess what? I got 72, 73, 74. You had to have 75. And so a lot of self-doubt. Am I ever going to get through this? Am I ever going to do this? And somebody had really wise words to me and said, you know this stuff. You just need to know how to take a test. And I just went, oh. So I took an actual class on how to take the CPA test. And I went in, passed three parts at one time, and then did the last part um, uh, as just on my own. And, I, and no one has ever asked me my score. No one's ever said, what did you score on your four parts of your test? So does it matter that I had the A plus and had a 95 or a 99? It really didn't. The important thing was is that I learned, I persevered, I took the test. So sometimes that perfectionist gets in us in the self-doubt, and then I could have just given up on the exam because it's a, it's a brutal thing to go through. So here's another thing. When you don't achieve everything, all right, you might even fail. Just handle it in a way that allows you to keep feeling good about, about the setback, and most importantly, you got to breathe through these times. Failure and setbacks are just part of the journey. It's where you learn. It assists you maybe sometimes with being humble. It helps you help others. It's the best, quote, schooling or education for the next time because it will be there. Everyone has setbacks. So tell your inner voice that because it's true. And you move on. Here's one. You're going to love it. Talk back to your own inner critic (laughs) conversations. That's right. I'm telling you to have a two-way conversation now in your head, right? Talking back is okay because sometimes you got to shut it down. You'll be amazed if you journal your thoughts. Um, Some people go, I'm not journaling. Get over it. I'm not doing it. Uh, Go back and read them and you'll be amazed at where your mindsets were. When I went through divorce, I journaled a lot at that time because there was a lot of doubt and there was a lot of negativity and critical and self-esteem issues, obviously, related to divorce. 
And I journaled, especially because it was like when I knew I was in that frame of mind, I just did that. Well, eventually, um, I got through divorce and came out on the better end and, and did really, really well. And one day I was cleaning and found all those journals. And I started reading some of that stuff and I went, oh my gosh. And then I burned them all because I thought, <laughs> somebody finds these journals, it's going to be a really bad day. But, um, but it, was, it was something that helped me stop the inner critic because I would write it down, I would get it out, and then I wouldn't hash it over and hash it over. So I would challenge you, even if you don't want to journal and you're not going through divorce, it's just day to day. If you were to start to today, start counting the times you're being critical or doubting yourself or saying something negative, you'll be amazed. You'll track it every time and you'll go, okay, I got to change this habit. It does create self-doubt when you're that way. The last thing I'm going to cover, and I could go on and on about things that cause self-doubt. I just felt like these were the ones that applied mostly to my life is, you know, you got to lay off and overcome being the most critical, uh, the thing that drives your self-esteem down. And it's about those habits, you know, how we look. Well, you know what, maybe being a size two isn't all that, okay? Because you don't get to eat, I don't know. We overthink. We, we overthink things way too much sometimes, and it, and it just takes the joy out of the everyday. You got to stop beating yourself up and pushing yourself to places where you may not come back, you know, when, when you get in those frame of minds. Uh, you just may need a good mentor to get you your perspective. I, I've done that off and on in my career because I get mired down. I just get mired down. I talk every day to a person, not every day, but most days we talk on the way home from work and we always kind of just vent our things that happened that day or laugh through it or I get perspective. And it's it's good for me. That's called informal mentoring and you kind of have that. But I would challenge you to really look at formal mentoring. Um, a great organization for that is the WSBA in Westerville. They do a fantastic job of connecting the right person with you. You know, you also just may need to get professional help sometime. It's okay. I've had a shrink off and on my entire life um, because there are just times I can't get through that self-critical, that, that self-esteem pushing me of I should be this and I should be that. You know, if you had a bad physical issue, an infection, you go to a doctor. So if you're mentally not having clarity and perspective, I tell you, a good counselor is a great way to go. Been there and done that. So you start by tackling the inner voice, and I've tried to go through some things that, that kind of feed that inner voice, that, that constantly keeps those conversations. And you got to shut it down as soon as it creates self-doubt. Sometimes you got to listen to it because it's, it's maybe right. You know, many times I've had this, I've had the aha moment, right? And I've had this aha moment many times, I should say. The only competition is you, Betty Collins, period. So if I'm going to really not be held back by self-doubt and insignificance or whatever it is, I've got to trust myself to handle it. You know, I'm pretty capable. And, and if I look back on the things I have handled and the things I have driven and the things that I have gotten through, I can trust myself. You need to look at the same way. You've had times where you've just done it. You know what you're doing. You've got to discover your factual strengths and your weaknesses. We are not good at everything, period. You don't know everything, period. But just because you have a weakness doesn't mean you cannot be competitive and do the things that you want to do in your life and in your career. Instead, I would tell you to focus on what you should do. So my world is an accounting world, 
And it's a world full of tremendous amounts of really good technicians because that's what we do. We have to have those people. If you had me go and do auditing all day long and read the general accept the gap general accepted accounting principles and and you had me do proposals to to change SARS I, I would be horrible at it you you would fire me if you wanted me to do things like be a business advisor and coach you and tell you what your tax return means and give you s- strategy I'm your person. So those are my strengths. And even though I'm surrounded by people that struggle with those things, I'm really surrounded by people who can really do technical things. I can't get wrapped up in that. So discover what your strength is and seize on it. And and everyone has weaknesses, but don't try to improve something that you're probably never going to improve. Cultivate more compassion and understanding for yourself, the people around you. So I'll never forget this experience. I went to a client years ago. When I got to this client, he was the business director, and I went in his office, and he was definitely this bean counter. You had to see his office. He had green ledger papers stacked and printouts and calculators, big t- – you had to just see. It was a typical accounting. He probably had a protector, a p- pocket protector on full with pens. But what was interesting, I always thought he was hard to approach. And at this in- job, everybody had – a card, and it was stood out right in front of their desk. It was probably an 8 by 10, 8 by 11, whatever the standard size is, and it was in a frame, and it said, this is how you need to approach me. And it gave you three things. And it was interesting because all of a sudden I realized he doesn't want to do accounting right away. He wants me to ask how his how his dog is. He wants me to to he wants to hear about my family. He wanted a little personal before we got right into accounting. So it was interesting because on the phone when I dealt with him, we were all accounting. I get to his office and his office is full of pictures of his family and vacations, and then I'm seeing how he wants to be approached. And I learned with that to have a little bit more compassionate understanding of who I was dealing with. And then I didn't have somebody who I just thought was a critical accountant, you know, uh, wanting to change something that was $10 and would drive me crazy. So those are things you need to look at. Find your most important dream and set your goals. You know, stay with effective strategies. Those are things we hear. There's so much self-help out there. But, you know, dreams and goals come in different sizes. So when you find them, keeping it simple and being realistic is the best way to get to the untapped stuff in your life and potential that you have. So for me, I've been in accounting since 1988, and I didn't really start getting into some of those untapped potential things, strengths that I do well until I came to Bradyware. Uh, This podcast is a result of that. Running a women's initiative is a result of that. Being out there and my complete dreams and goals have shifted and totally changed. And I enjoy it so much more. And the self-doubt just isn't there because I'm more engaged in, in those simple things that I'm seeing because I had all this potential I didn't know was there. Stay on course. And when you get there and you finally do it, you know, you're at the destination, don't sabotage it. So here's a good example. You know, I lost 19 pounds and 13 inches this year. And today, as of today, right this moment, I'm still down 16 pounds. So I'm within three, right? 
And I did it all about four months. And when you're in your 50s, you always say, I can't lose weight because, uh, you know, women and, and we have the we get all the bad stuff and, and metabolisms and everything. But, but I did do it during this time. And I've kept it off and I've learned those habits. But what I generally talk about when someone asks me about weight or I talk about weight, I always talk, though, I'm just not done. You know, I, got, I still got 10 pounds to go. I still don't like the way I look. If I could just be – stop. Instead, stay on course, work towards the goal. When you get there, you know, celebrate it. Don't sabotage it or talk negatively about it. Another thing we don't do a lot of or we do way too much of it is I deserve having and getting more. Good things and great things in my life. That's okay. But (laughs) sometimes people talk about what they deserve and we kind of laugh, right? We kind of all get tired of that entitlement today. But if you work hard and you play hard, your success should be celebrated. You deserved it and you earned it. It's okay. Think on that versus, well, but everyone else doesn't have this or it's probably not fair or I got lucky. Turn your thinking towards that. Again, the only competition that I'm competing with is Betty Collins. (laughs) And simply stop feeling lousy or negative about yourself. Nobody likes a Debbie Downer. You know, figure out happiness. My mom always said, and she had this on her bulletin board in the kitchen for years, false cheer is so much better than real crabbiness. (laughs) And that's just a better way to live sometimes. Um, You can't just ignore things in your life, but sometimes you just have to do that. Get some clarity, get some perspective, and let go of how you think you should be and embrace really who you are you know, deep down. Do not let self-doubt take away from you. And don't let it take from your desires and dreams. And remember, your only competition in life and in your journey is you. To obtain those desires and those dreams, just you. As your career advancements continue, your financial opportunities will continue to grow. Be prepared. Visit bradyware.com slash resources to download a copy of the financial checklist for every stage of your life, everything about the Inspiring Woman's podcast, this episode, and Bradyware and Company Accounting Services can be found in the podcast show notes.